Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my brothers in arms, Tony and Johnny. And it's it's Sunday fun day, and we haven't done one in a couple weeks because, you know, hasn't been a lot of talk about, but there's some stuff to talk about now. But before we get into it, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SocksOnTap at ontapsportsnet. Following us on mixlr.com to get notifications when we go live. And be sure if you're listening to us on any podcasting platform that you are uh, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Only the best, though. Only the best. Guys, Donnie, I'm going to start with you. How are you doing, man? It's been a minute. Yeah, happy Sunday, fun day, Buzz. Good to be back on the mic for a little bit. Uh, last week, as you had said, a little wall uh, in the happenings, that, the little bit of news bits that we actually do get to talk about, but um, we'll cover the ones that were there. Um, but yeah, you know, taking a break last week, Easter, everybody uh, kind of with the families and whatnot. But uh, I figured we'd get back on at least for a quick one today. Tone, how are you doing, man? Not too bad, uh, guys. We did take a little bit of a break. Johnny was not with us, but Buzz and I did do an Easter show with Summer of George, and uh, Buzz was really fucked up uh, during that show. Um, not quite sure if he's at that level today, but I know you were sipping on something just a little bit ago when we were playing MLB The Show, Buzz. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Yeah, so I picked up Proper 12, and uh, it's whiskey. Um, if you guys didn't know, that's yeah, like the other McGregor one. one. Got... Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I picked that up just to give it a shot, you know, and a lot of people were making fun of me last week because I keep my, I have like three bottles of Jack here. I got one in the fridge, I got one in the freezer, and I got one that stays room temperature. The reason I do that is because I pick which one I want to drink on what at any given day. Well, I ran out of the two of them, and I still have my room temperature Jack, but I, uh, I saw Proper 12 on sale today at a local grocery store, and I was like, you know what, man? I was like, I have not tried that yet, and I, I like whiskey. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick it up. Picked it up. It is very good. So if anybody's, a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to write a review on it. I know we usually do beer, but I'm going to write a review on ontapsportsnet.com about uh, Proper 12. I, I was actually very surprised. I was very surprised on how good it was. I it, I don't think it'll pass Jack because, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a homer for, like, the things that, I, that have been in my life for a long time. But definitely something that I would definitely put on my shelf again. I think that Proper 12 is very good. And How's it compared not... to a Jameson? Man, that's tough. I, I feel like the taste, like, you know, it, it's a little bit better and it goes down a little bit smoother for me. Um, I, I really, I really enjoy it, man. I think it's really good, but I'm not at the level that I was last week. Let, let, let's get that point blank and clear real quick. Cause I don't remember recording last week. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I don't remember getting on the mic. I don't remember talking about like the high school girls that pissed me off, which you were explaining <laughs> to me, Tone. I don't remember anything. I don't. I, I remember I got worked in MLB the show because I was totally twisted. And then we did a live show. And I, I know Nani was uh, taking care of some family business he had to take care of. I know that's why he wasn't with us. But I don't remember getting on the computer. I don't remember talking. I don't remember what the point of conversation was in general. I just remember uh, you telling me the next day that I was on one and then George making fun of me <laughs> the next day, too. Well, you had a good you had a good Easter Sunday. That's all that matters. Hope I uh, hope everybody else did. Uh, Johnny, you got uh, you got a rundown put together for the little bit of White Sox news we get to talk about. Do you want to jump right into that? 
Yeah, so this uh, did actually come out like really late in the week before Easter, um, but obviously we, uh, with timing and whatnot, um, still relevant to talk about because there's not been a whole lot of news other than this. Um, and that was the MLB considering division realignment if the 2020 season is played. So um, that would be in accordance with the location of each team's spring trading facility, the way that these divisions are split up. So I'll read them off, and then we can kind of dive into what our thoughts are on these Um First and foremost, the White Sox would be in the Cactus League West division with the Dodgers, who they share uh, Camelback Ranch with, the Reds, the Indians, and the Angels, uh, all kind of in that same vicinity. Um, and then also in the Cactus League, the Northeast would be the Cubs, Giants, Diamondbacks, Rockies, A's. Cactus League Northwest would be the Brewers, Padres, Mariners, Rangers, and Royals. And then over in Florida, um, Grapefruit North would be Yankees, Phillies, Blue Jays, Tigers, Pirates. Grapefruit South, Red Sox, Twins, Braves, Rays, Orioles. And Grapefruit East would be the Nationals, Astros, Mets, Cardinals, and Marlins. So um, I'll let you guys just sound off on this uh, initial thoughts, and uh, I'll have some too after we go bring it around the table. I mean, Jesus Christ, what a worse situation <laughs> for the White Sox. I'm sorry. Just, I mean, throw us in the gauntlet. Why don't you? Yeah, I mean, you could throw the Astros in here and only make it a little bit tougher. I mean, why don't you? Um, just the Dodgers is scary enough. Um, but the Reds, the That's, Angels, so, the Indians are not slouches either. I don't. I don't want to cut you off here, but when you're looking at that, you have three teams that improved arguably the most over the offseason: in the White Sox, Reds, and Angels. There. That's good. With, with the with the team like the Dodgers that were already good and got better. Yeah, you know, I mean this this is not a this is not a not what you want to see if you're a White Sox fan, in my opinion. I mean, if we're if we're playing baseball, that's great, but uh, I, in my opinion, the White Sox were built to compete in the AL Central, and were built to be the best team in the AL Central, if not this year, next year. Um, you know, I'd hate to lose a year of development for all these guys, but I don't foresee this being good in any way, shape, or form for the White Sox. Outside of the fact that if you kind of play this as development, you know, you get to see Luis Robert and Yohan Moncada face Clayton Kershaw time in and time out, and, uh, you know, play in the same division as Mike Trout and Mookie Betts. Um, I don't know if that helps you develop or if that hurts you, but it's not good. It's not a good thing for the White Sox. I'd say that, you know, your playoff chances take a step backwards if, in fact, this is what you end up doing. Um, not not good. I, I don't like that news. I'll turn it over to Buzz. You know, I <laughs> I didn't really like it either. <laughs> you know, like I was I think I tweeted about it as soon as I saw it come out. I'm like, of course, man, we're going to be competitive. Finally, we're going to be putting the toughest division within this new realignment thing for Arizona. But Pete Hand had said something to me after I had tweeted that out. And he was like, you know what, Buzz? He's like, look at it this way, man. They're playing tough teams. They play up to their competition. They play down to their competition. Boy, does that sound familiar with the Bulls and the Blackhawks. Am I, am I right? Yeah, it's um, a Chicago thing. It's a Chicago thing. It's got to be in the water here that shit like that happens to us. Um, you know, so... I, at first, I was like, oh, I'm like, I really, really, really don't like that. And then, you know, I started to think about it after Pete kind of put his point out there. And, you know, Pete's got a really great baseball mind. You know, he he's smart as hell. But I'm, I'm going to say one thing to Pete. Like, I don't care. I want to win. 
I don't care about the toughness. I'm like, this division sucks. It's too hard. Like, I want to win. I want to feel like I want to have a little bit of like a, uh, you know, like I'm, it's, it's a building block. None of us actually, none of us thought here that the White Sox are going to win the World Series in 2020. We thought a playoff appearance was possible, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys are with me on that. Mm-hmm. But you throw us in the hardest goddamn division that there is within this new Arizona realignment, and the playoffs seem like, like the mountains, and I'm on Uncle Rico, and I can't throw the football over them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, a good analogy, bud. It's like, it's like this. No, it's like this time we were supposed to be competitive. I don't give a like that shit about playing tougher teams and shit like that. That's all fine and dandy. Understand Pete's point. I respect Pete. I, I kind of agree with Pete's point, really. Well, that's when you play a tougher team three times a year instead of twelve. Right, <laughs> and that's ex- my exact point. Is like we were built to win in the Central, and I do dig that we're playing hard. Like but we're playing like fucking Walker Bueller here, boys. Cle- I mean, we already play Kev- Clevenger and Bieber constantly, so now we have Walker Bueller. Then we have Luis Castillo. We have Sonny Gray. You know, uh, the the list goes on here. I don't I don't like the fact too that we have like Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, Mookie Betts. You know, I mean uh, again, the list goes Francisco Lindor. The list goes on of how tough this division actually is. We're a, we're a young team that is growing into place. So you could take this one or two ways, right? You win or you're competitive. I'm putting the air quotes. You guys can see it. Not our listeners can't cuz we're not on video. But you, you know, you can compete or you can get your ass whipped and then the self-confidence kind of goes, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, we could beat the Central, but this this division we suck against. And these are teams that we're likely going to face in the playoffs. So we suck. I mean, you know, like it, it just sucks, man. Of course, Sox have an optimistic year and then COVID-19 comes and sticks it in our ear. So, yeah. So I'm um, just kind of piggybacking off of that point. Uh, this is a definition of a that's a White Sox thing. Uh, and for, I, I just want to, you know, being placed in that type of division, if that were to actually happen, mm-hmm. uh, especially, you know, after uh, when we were supposed to, like Tony had said, I'd say built to compete. In, I, forgot in the about the, I forgot about the that's a White Sox. Yeah. I, don't I mean, it's been, I a while. It's been, it's been a while, but hey, even with no baseball can still come and get us. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the whole COVID-19 situation with, you know, when the White Sox finally have an off season of uh, spending and making meaningful acquisitions, this all happening and delaying the season. We don't even know if we're going to get a season. That is definitely that's a White Sox. But even in a uh, possible realignment or, or a possible scenario, which baseball could be played. Uh, it's another that's a White Sox scenario for, uh, you know, our Southsiders here. So um, just a couple comments on that. You, you guys went heavy on the White Sox stuff there. And, yeah, I mean, that'd be a grind. Uh, all those teams, like I said, um, the double back on that point. Three of the most improved teams uh, over the offseason, the White Sox, uh, the Reds, and the Angels, for sure, when you talk about acquisition-wise uh, in bulk. But then also a team that was already good, like Tony had mentioned, getting Mookie Betts uh, and the Dodgers. So, um it's weird to think in that division, guys, the Cactus League West, the Indians may be the worst. And I know people can argue the White Sox here, too. The Indians may be the worst team in that division, which is ridiculous because they were slotted to be like, what, like number two, three. Now, uh, say, say word, you know, the White Sox do uh, play up to these teams and end up being on top. This is the scenario and. <laughs> which I'm imagining it, the Indians could be the worst team. And then the White Sox could be the second worst team in that division. Very, very possible. I know the Angels have some questions with their pitching staff, but still. Um, Do you still have Sohei Otani on that team, too? Yeah, like, they're finally healthy. Yeah, and Mike Trout, the best player in baseball. Uh, you, you got one you of the also best have a guy. in Anthony Rendon, yeah. 
Yeah, you um, also have a guy like Andrew Heaney who's coming off injury and has shown that he's had some really good stuff in the past, too. You got Dylan Bundy over there as well. I mean, like, he's not a slouch either. Like, it's just that's a really tough division to play in, man. You know, like that, uh, I mean, that it takes the optimism away, kind of. Yeah, it, it kind of sucks. But in, like, I just wanted to, you know, uh, go and make this a point that these are just proposed when they're, you know, they're trying to get any scenario in which a season could be played. And this is all, you know, the pl- the best situation for players being quarantined and minimizing travel and all that. So this is just a report that came out. This is nothing set right. in stone, not saying this is how it's going to be. But right. any news that comes up, we have to, you know, jump on it and uh, talk about it a little bit here and air our thoughts out from a White Sox perspective. So I just wanted to make that a point. But um, looking at some of these other divisions, I mean, sure, yeah, it sucks if we're in like a grind. And I'm sure other teams are looking like, oh, like well, it'd be fun to watch that division in action with all those, you know, Cactus League West. Well, I'm looking at these other ones. I would love to watch uh, action in that Grapefruit East, the Nationals, Astros, Mets, Cardinals, Marlins. The only team that you could consider a slouch there is the Marlins. I mean, all, all yeah. those other teams, neck and neck. Um, you know, the Red Sox and Twins going at it, and the Braves, that's another good one there. Um, and the Rays, yeah, that's another really good one, the Grapefruit South. Um, the Grapefruit North would be a shootout between the Yankees and the Phillies. I, mean, I think the Yankees would take that one, but still, um, after that, you know, kind of drops off with the uh, Pirates and Tigers in there. But the Blue Jays are a little bit improved, and they got some up-and-coming talent, kind of like the White Sox do. Um, and then the the one that I wanted to just say is an absolute cakewalk is the Cactus League Northwest. Uh, the Brewers just hand them the division title if you're going to do this. The Brewers, Padres, Mariners, Rangers, and Rangers and Royals. Um, that's a joke. I'm sorry. The only team that could even come close there is the Padres. I'm sure the Mariners. Um, and they're not ready trade- yet. The Mariners would be trading people off by the second week of the season, um, if yep. that were the case. So <laughs> that's that's how that's how they just operate there. Um, and the Rangers may you know make a little bit of noise there, but I mean the Brewers would take that thing, no no question in my mind. Um, it's just interesting. Uh, like I said, all hypothetical scenarios. This is po- you know you're imagining anything that could possibly get the season in. And yes, I would take this if this is the only baseball that we could get the only form of it, I would absolutely, I think all of us can agree on that. You guys. Oh, ab- absolutely, dude. And I, I pretty much agree with everything that you said, especially that North <laughs> Northwest with the Brewers. Um, I agree with you, man. Like I'll, I'll take baseball no matter what, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to bitch and moan about it. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, like I'm beyond, I'm beyond. Like yeah. I'm not, it doesn't mean I'm not going to bitch and moan about it. I really think that Sox have like a really tough ass division. And, like, obviously, going into this season, I mean, a month before the season started, boys, we were talking, like, we were getting our tailgate plans together. We weren't talking about what has become of today now, you know, like, with with COVID-19 and not being able to do a lot. So, I will bitch and moan about it, but, of course, I love watching baseball. But this year, for me, was hoping that this, like, I was hoping the stars aligned, right? And this could have possibly been a wild card to a division winner year for the White Sox. I mean, and that was a little bit optimistic. When you throw me into a fucking league with the Dodgers and the Reds and the Indians and the Angels, I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I'm not, I don't feel as good as I did before. Just hoping to survive. Right. Like, I, I don't feel, I mean, of course I'm going to love watching baseball regardless. You know, we can get a Zoom call going. We can watch the games together doing that because we're social distancing and all that noise but like i just don't feel as optimistic as i did heading into the season like the tigers and the royals and the indians are kind of a little bit falling down a little bit you know the twins i don't think they can do what they did last year you know these are all things that we've talked about on the show but with this new alignment i just don't feel as good 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I would take it. Absolutely. But yeah, I'm totally with you, Buzz. And the, um, I probably would have put him at, you know, transfer fringe uh, wild card spot or, you know, uh, squeaking it in the playoffs somehow. But with this, I would put them out of it um, just with the way that uh, things would align uh, in their interdivision inter- play there. So, uh, Tony, any other comments before we move on? I mean, the only thing that saves them there is if they did some sort of different uh, playoff format. And obviously, yeah. like you had said earlier, uh, there's this isn't set in stone right now. Um, it's not even set in stone. We're going to get baseball this year. So if we do get the opportunity to watch it, just like you said, I'm all for that, but, um, you never know what they're going to do with the playoffs either. So, um, until we get some final word and like you like to say, Johnny, uh, it comes from a blue check Mark. Uh, you know, this is all just speculation stuff, but, um, it's kind of fun to speculate. It's also not fun to speculate that your team that you thought was going to do well this year gets the roughest matchups. Um, you know, we've looked at that schedule since it came out last year, dissected it, talked about it. Um, you know, Johnny is a 40 game plan holder. You look at this, you look at the games, you're like, right, what, what games am I going to be at? They're going to be good. They're going to be wins. Um, you know, I do the same thing with my 20 game plan. You pick out those opponents, those those days, all that stuff's out the window right now. It's going to be interesting to see how they try and, and get back together. We've spent enough time talking about the logistics of it, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just kind of disheartening when you look at it and you're like, oh, shit, this is what I'm up against. Um, and maybe it builds some character. I think that's the only thing you can hope for if that's what actually happens. Yeah, you know, what's even more disheartening right now, like you had said, you know, when you look at your schedule, um, <clears throat> the games that you, you would have had, um, I, I would have been celebrating a White Sox winner over the Rangers uh, out in Lot B right now. Um, it would have been a 110 game. Probably would have been getting over just about now, yeah. Because I still yep. got my dates. That's the worst thing I hit because you know I entered them all in like my personal calendar on my phone, um, so I can pull them up for quick reference without having to go to like the MLB app um, all the time if I just want to check really quick. And then uh, I put kind of like the promotions in there so I know like if I want to get in early and get a T-shirt or whatever the hell it may be. Um, but I was looking at that today, and I would have had Friday and uh, Sunday of this weekend. So so this Sunday being the 19th, like I said, probably uh, I would imagine. A uh, you know White Sox winner over the Rangers uh, at home before they uh, you know uh, open up a series against the Royals, which I would have had for Tuesday. So um, unfortunate, disheartening, all those above words. So yeah, so um, many home games in April too. I think that's yeah. another thing that we really haven't. Yeah, talked and, about. and the the I think there's a great uh, not to cut you off there, Tony, but we were talking about yeah the home games, yes, but also the strength of schedule early on. The White Sox had one of the you know. Uh, best outlooks that they possibly could have if they were going to, you know, start hot and get into a good spot within the division, within the AL standings. Um, they, they'd really, you know, it was littered with teams like, you know, the Royals, the Tigers, uh, the Mariners. They had series with the Rockies um, early on in the season. So, yeah, obviously, that schedule is out the window now, but it's, you know, interesting. I think next week we should do um, pull up, you know, what the schedule would would have been up until the point and, and kind of make our uh, guesses for what the record would have been at this point. I think that'll be a good topic for next week, guys. I don't know if you saw that, Nani, but I just pulled it up on my phone. I had tickets for you uh, with you today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heart hurts. I feel I feel bad for the, like I so I didn't have notifications about it like oh you have an event like today I just had them in my calendar like you know not with like alerts right I feel bad for people that still have those and like you know they would like see it like a notification from it and be like oh my god like you know don't tease me anymore like well just turn the notifications off you got to unless you want to be hurt every other day <laughs> I mean, it's just it it sucks <laughs> it sucks you know like we would have been talking about a White Sox winner on this one today. Um, hopefully, uh, but you know, like 
I just think about all the the nights too that like even away games or games that we're not at shows that we haven't gotten to do because of this, um, you know, because we we did all these post game shows last year. I was looking forward to getting back into this ground. You know, it's we're what the third Sunday in already into the season, fourth Sunday in, and uh, yeah, these are the the only times we really get to get together talk White Sox baseball. There's not much to talk about. Yeah. Um, one of the only things going on right now is the virtual stuff. Um, and that is, I know you guys are in that show league and then we've kind of started, you know, you guys playing each other within on tap, uh, some of the guys that are on the show there as well. Um, but you guys can run down an update of how it's going with the Sox and 35th, uh, show league that you guys are in. And then also, um, the white, the MLB players are doing a, a league as well. And, uh, Lucas Giolito is rep- representing the white Sox, So we can talk about that after, but, uh, if you guys have any updates on how you guys are faring, uh, in the show league, Tony, I know it's been a little bit of a rough stretch for you from the last I've heard. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I ran my mouth on the last Sunday fun day uh, <laughs> after I beat Billy Raffeld. Uh, I know I heard this one too. <laughs> I, I ran my mouth a little bit on the last show saying I was going to go undefeated and felt really good. And uh, I've gone Owen six since then. <laughs> um, Jordan Lazowski walked me off an extra innings. That one, that one's got, there is still salt in did, that wound. Did that, did that sting? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, because it's, you and Jordan have like I mean, not that Jordan's a bad. I, I think Jordan's a good. No, dude. I love Jordan. Like, I love Jordan. He's a good guy. I, I know you guys have that That's fun little rivalry together. So like, if if he walked you off, I knew that you went upstairs and you either smashed a beer or you smashed the drywall. I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> I mean, and the funny part too. The funny part too was that like I led this entire fucking game like the whole time and I'm sitting there. I'm like thinking about the tweets that I could put out on Twitter. Like, how am I going to run my mouth after this? You know, like, cause I, I need to have some showmanship in this one. You know, Tim Anderson would, would, would show him up. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going into the ninth inning. I'm up by like two runs. And I did some stupid shit, you know, like the ball like hits off the fielder and like bounces around. He ends up tying it. I'm still thinking I'm in a good position. And then he fucking walks me off. I'm just sitting there in disbelief. Like this fucking would happen to me. Like if there was somebody out there that would walk me off, it would be Jordan Lazowski. It would. It just. It, I mean, that's just how the stars align. Like I'm never going to beat this guy. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not in that, and some of our listeners might not be. I uh, just remind everyone: I know you're the Red Sox, but uh, who you were playing, you know, who who he was, and all was that. A, I believe he was the Reds. I believe he was the yeah. Reds. Um, Good team. Yeah, that, that, that one was that one was rough. Uh, I played Iowa White Sox. I'm pretty sure he like one hit me. It was bad. Um, bad game. Okay. Just did really really bad over there. Um, and then. Uh, I'm doing I'm doing better over in the league that uh, Summer of George is 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 uh, commissioner of. But I'll turn it over to Buzz because enough about me sucking at this fucking game. <laughs> fucking Donnie dropped the MK. I spit my damn drink out. <laughs> oh yeah, Dick. As soon as he said it's bad, you knew it was coming. <laughs> bad and good. Fucking bad. Oh, I hate it. I hate the. I love the MK. I love that we do that. Okay. Um, so I was using, and Tony kind of like got into me a little bit about it today. Um, I was using the meter throwing when I was in the field and I was using the zone and pure analog for when I was batting. Cause buzz is different. Right. 
So that was a stupid call off the beginning, but I always, I, I tried to make like when I play on my franchise mode or whatever, I try to make it as realistic as possible. Well, I come to find out that ha- more than half the league uses buttons to bat and directional, which is not nearly as challenging as the, the pure analog and, and zone and especially the meter uh, fielding. So I switched to that. I won one game in our socks on 35th league. And then I beat George yesterday, uh, which would be Saturday. I beat him pretty handedly um, in our on tap league. I'm Oakland in the on tap league. And then I am uh, the Atlanta Braves in our socks on 35th league. I played Tony this afternoon. I had a rookie pitcher on the mound in Hazus. Jesus Lazaro and I got I mean me and Tony were tied up to the eighth inning and then it all it all, all hell away. broke loose all hell broke loose Lazaro got tired I didn't have anybody in the bullpen I was like three cups of proper 12 deep that is not an excuse I should have been smarter than I was but I was not and I, I ended up losing so in both leagues Justin I think Upton, Justin Upton put had a three home you. runs he had three home runs like I shut down Trout and Rendon. Now Justin... Trout took you deep too. Oh, did he? Yeah. You don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. Take your hat off. See your haircut. <laughs> Trout. Trout took you deep. Yeah. Take your hat off. I want to see your haircut. Trout took you deep, and so did Tommy Lastella. What did I tell you about Tommy Lastella? I had him in fantasy last year. Beast. But anyway, I think like in both leagues, I'm like three and six or three and seven or something. I don't play very often, but uh, that's no excuse again. I need to get better. I'm going to talk to my manager about it, and uh, we're going to try to improve. So that's where I stand right now. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, good rundowns, guys. Um, another one that's going on, like I'd mentioned, the Players League with Lucas Giolito representing the White Sox. Um, He's dude. And, yeah, in, in the show – He's been doing some Twitch streams. Um, I haven't got the chance to tune in, so I was going to ask if you guys had watched any of them. I did see the clip, though. Uh, Benetti had called one of them. Um, and I believe he had a, like <laughs> yep. a three-run home run with Eloy. Um, and that was pretty cool just to hear Benetti back on the mic. But have you guys been tuning into that at all or know how he's faring? Um, I honestly, I'll be honest with you, I just saw it, and I've seen him tweet it in the White Sox or retweeted it or whatever. So I see it there. Um, but I haven't really watched anything outside of the clips that have made it to social media. So have you guys tuned in or heard anything about it? I've watched a couple of them, Johnny, and I watched the one. I, I don't think it was last night, dude. I think it was the night prior. Um, God damn it. See, now I'm getting in my head. I can't remember which night it was. But anyway, I think Lucas Giolito was like seven and three at the time. And the game that I watched, I believe, is five innings they were doing. Three or five innings. Three or five innings they were doing. Pretty sure it's five. And he threw a no-no with himself. Uh hilarious that's cool and tough yeah hilarious fun you know like obviously it's not real baseball but the fact that these guys are actually given a given a shit and trying to put some sort of entertainment out there for everybody you know because they can't be on the mound we can't be at the ballpark with them we can't be in lot b we can't do any of that but the fact is is that they're like you know they're humans too. And they're around our age group. So of course, Giolito likes video games. So it's pretty badass that he's like, he, you know, he has a winning record through a, a no, no with himself. And yeah, it's fun. It, it is. It's fun. Benetti called the one, I think it was two nights ago that I watched with Giolito, him and uh, Benetti were on the stream together. 
And it was funny because if Giolito would mess up, he'd talk to himself, but then you have Benetti doing the fucking play by play, you know? So it just, it, it, it turned out to be a fun time. Giolito ended up winning that game, but it was cool. I've caught two or three of them so far, just, you know, to see what everybody's up to and, and what's going on. You know, you can only watch so many reruns of the office or parks and rack. You got to check out something new. So, uh, I think it's pretty cool what they're doing, man. I give, I give, uh, absolute credit to MLB players that have stepped up and started doing this, uh, you know, the show league that they're doing. And I give, and I'm going to cross leagues here. I give credit to the NBA players that have, you know, incorporated 2k into what they're doing. You know, it's a cool thing. Yeah. I just said, well, one comment, like I said, I didn't see that. And I didn't know that that's pretty like Tony said, pretty cool and tough that Giolito threw a no hitter um, with himself uh, in, in the show. And like, if he said, those are only five games, Tony, I know it wasn't a no hitter that we were at, but that reminds me of the blue Jays game last year. Yep. Um, it was a complete game, not a no hitter, but it was a complete game. And he got the win that obviously got rained out after you five guys were in the box, game. right? Yeah. So we were up in the 300 level and then we went up to the stadium club and just drank there for like two hours while we were trying to wait it out. And they didn't announce it till like two hours later. So <laughs> I got um, stuck in that game right under the, um, I was, Oh God, where was I? I was right in center field. And it was my cousin's bachelor party. We were at the same game. We had went underneath uh, for the bachelor party. And then we, you know, we had our seats up top in like section 113 ish or something like that. But yeah, I was at that game too. What was it? Five, six innings, and it was a complete game from Giolito. We've yeah, the win. I think you only had to go five. Yeah. We played the full five. So, and then it, you know, counted. Um, they didn't call it off till a little bit after that. So. Man. Fun memories, I guess. That's all we Absolutely. have right now. Well, memories. All, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all we have right now, man. We can't nothing else really going on. Yeah. Um, all right. Another thing that is going on, though, um, and I haven't gotten in too much into the Twitch. Maybe I will have to. Um, it did sound pretty entertaining from the clip yeah, that I saw fun. of Benetti calling it. So hopefully yeah. he does a few more of those, add a little extra element to it. Um, but I've been more of, you know, what has actually happened and, you know, reminiscing on these. We had Hawks and Bulls rewind that started, and I, you know, that said I was terrible fan but i paid more attention to the bulls rewind games the first time around than i did to most games uh for the bulls throughout the season but socks rewind, you're smart yeah so, not a so, bad fan you're smart yeah, so, socks rewind is going on right now too um i don't have too many specific observations uh from that but you know just watching burly gems and stuff man it takes me back because i was you know go, in fifth grade going into sixth grade during this whole season so um, it's just cool to go back and watch and understand a little bit more and get to enjoy some alcoholic beverages uh, during these. So, um, are you guys tuning into Sox Rewind at all? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely tuning into Sox Rewinds, man. I, yeah, I can't believe you said fifth or sixth grade, Tony. weren't we in high school? Yeah, freshman. Yeah, we, we would have been. We would have been freshmen in high school. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had an absolute blast watching Aaron Rowan in center field again. Yes. Um, that, that, that's just one thing I want to throw out there real quick. You know, I, I know he, he, you know, may didn't have the best bat in the world or whatever. And I know he ended up getting traded for Tommy, but goddamn, was his 2005 something else, you know? Um, I really, I, another guy that, you know, I really, I, I guess, cause I was, I was young. I do remember it very vividly, but Tadahito Aguchi, man. Yes. I, I was talking I, to Johnny about this the other night. Yeah. Oh, were you really? Yeah. I, I I mean, he, again, it's just another fucking guy that I'm watching and I'm like, God damn. I'm like, what, what a beast, you know? Um, I, I've really enjoyed watching the uh, throwback Sox games. I, I really have. I think, I wish they would kind of do that during off seasons, you know? 
um, to fill some time slots on NBC Sports Chicago, you know, like when sports do come back and you have some off days or whatever, show some classic games on there just for shits and giggles. Because, I mean, this has been really fun. You know, I mean, watching, you know, and you guys know I'm a Creedy homer. Uh, I, I loved I loved his season, you know, I mean, but uh, Tadahito and Gucci and Aaron Rowland, I have a new respect for watching now that I'm older, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, those guys were the shit. Another quick shout out to a guy. Fucking Timo Perez. Getting a Timo Perez jersey. (laughs) (laughs) He was decent. Like, you know, I kind of forgot about how good him and Pablo Azuna were. You know, like, they really did contribute to that team. And it's just kind of funny. You you forget how well the role players stepped up then. Because the role players have just been roster fillers that are replacement level or below over the past couple of years. And that's all we've been accustomed to and really since then. I mean, you know, you had your big names, obviously uh, throughout even the kind of darker stretches, the sales containers of the rotation before they were traded off, um, you know, the end up until the end of Paulie's uh, career. But other than that, like a roster was never like that deep where guys were contributing on an everyday, like, you know, level. Um, like you had said, they just, they, as you just plug them in where they were when the guy was getting a day off and boom, they would, you know, pick up the, um, pick up the baton. No problem. Uh, right. So I, I, that was, it's just cool to go back and watch all of that. Um, you'd mentioned uh, Tadahito Gucci. I'd saw uh, in the game that they showed against the Diamondbacks on, I believe that was Friday night. Tony and I Friday were talking night, a little yeah. bit during it, but he, you know, he had a triple and it's like, Oh, it's like, this is still like what, like end of May, like early, like June for these games. And he's like, that was already his like third triple of the year. It's like, wow. Yes. It's like that's, that's kind of stuff that you forget. Like the graphics up until that point, just within the seasons, every, everyone go back and look, reflect on the, you know, obviously the playoffs get all the attention because they won the world series. But man, pretty solid regular season run. They had five different eight game winning streaks during that, playoffs right. included, but still pretty ridiculous. And if you look at it too, man, it's like, I mean, even Willie Harris had a decent season. My favorite player on that team. You know, and then. Fucking love and, Willie Harris. And Frank, and I know Frank was barely a part of it in retrospect. I mean, he was old as shit. He was 37. I know he went on to uh, the Blue Jays afterwards, I believe it was, but. Like Frank had twelve homers. That's that year. Buzz. I was gonna say I looked that up too, and I was like, for the short time that he was a part of that, when yeah. injuries weren't hampering him, he was actually effective. He was yeah, a monster. Much. He was still hitting like over three hundred. I think like, in this in the season itself, his OBP was straight. I, I think his average sucked. I gotta pull it up here because I want to fact check myself so we can get by anybody. You know, people the trolls love to get me. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, Frank had like he did have 12, 12 home runs, runs, though. Yeah, yeah, I know it was 12 home runs for sure. It was almost damn near 30 RBIs, and it was less than 40 games. I know that for a fact. And I got it pulling up on baseballreference.com. And okay, so yeah, Frank, he played it was his age 37 season. He played in 34 games, 124 plate appearances, dude, jack 12 homers, 26 ribbies. He was hitting 219. But uh, on base percentage of 315. So obviously, in 34 games, he gets fucking 12 home runs, 26 ribbies. Yeah. And I mean, he was hurt. And he hurt and old. You know, like that season is what I was talking did about. You, Stars aligned. Did you guys see the, the graphic of Trout versus Thomas? Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, like, I holy shit. The, yeah. dude, the dude could hit not only for power, for average. Underappreciated. Just extra base hit City. Being he, he was so like I didn't realize he was that good. I don't know about you guys. Like I knew oh. he was fucking great, Hall of Famer, but the way that people talk about Mike Trout, and maybe that's just Twitter and social media, 
but would Frank Thomas have been like the most hyped player from like 95 through 03? He's definitely one of them. And uh, there probably would have been a lot of, you know, speculate, you know, with, I think social media is a good point that you bring up there, Tony, because there's a lot of speculation. um, And obviously Frank is clean in this, but people probably would have just lumped them in a lot. Uh, People that were haters or not white Sox fans lump them in with the steroid era guys, at least for, you know, part of that. I can right, easily see that happening. Shame too. Because I thought I heard. Shame. I I, cu- I couldn't make it out completely. I don't think the on-field mics were um, that great there. But it, at Colorado, one of the games, and Frank had like pinch hit late in the game, and the Colorado fans, it sounded like they were chanting steroids when Frank came up. And it's like you know now looking back on, it, it's like the guy was clean. Like you know there were obviously other ones of McGuire, Sosa's bonds, but I don't know. I feel like that could have been one that maybe diminished it, uh, Tony. Um, but I, I think he definitely would have been a hot topic it, within White Sox Twitter. Definitely would have been uh, getting praise out the ass. So, oh yeah, yeah. So we'll continue to watch Sox Rewind. Uh, pull up any observations we have about him. Oh, just one last comment on Sox Rewind. I think somehow they got a day ahead of the schedule. Um, I don't know if there's a game that they had on there that they didn't originally want to show. Um, but the one that the screenshot that was originally out, and unfortunately I can't find it, and I don't think NBC's uh, White Sox has tweeted out a new one. I think they are a day ahead. So if you have that original one from the article that I wrote that said, you know, they're going to be airing um, the 70, you know, games from that campaign, um, it may be a day ahead. So just look at that if you're trying to follow along. And like, cause I like to kind of go and look at the box scores and see who the top performers were um, as I'm going in to watch those games so they may be a day ahead just go and look at it before they start uh, especially if there's a different opponent on there so um let's move on uh fun stuff here guys um i wrote an article a couple of weeks ago uh called songs that give white Sox fans chills kind of a follow-up to uh, my blackhawks one that i started that series with didn't know if i was gonna do a full one i just intended it to be blackhawks i was sitting and reminiscing on hockey one night uh pulled up some of my playlists and came up with that list and then berkeley uh, when we had tweeted out from the main account, you know, we kind of reran it a couple, you know, probably a week or so later. Uh, Brooklyn had said, you know, this should be cool to have for all Chicago sports teams. So I said, sure, I'll go and dive in and do the White Sox ones. Obviously, I've done all these uh, White Sox ballpark mixes, uh, plenty of the songs, like pretty much all the songs that were used in there, minus one or two maybe, uh, that were used in the article have been in White Sox ballpark mixes. But um, you guys obviously saw that. There's a lot of classics on there, uh, the ones we all know, Thunderstruck, Don't Stop Believing. Um you know, go, go white socks. Uh, you got sale. I put some of those in there. I was going to ask what other songs would you add? And I had embedded a playlist. So a lot of those are probably on there, but in that, what, what other songs would you add maybe outside of the, uh, classics, so to say, um, for songs that give white Sox fans chills. Harvester of sorrow. Yes. Polly's walk. Up my, song. That's, that's my first one that I would go with is Polly's walk up song. Um, you know, uh, I, I I think this is more local to us, but uh, for those about to rock, um, you know, just with that being our intro and everything, uh, it's always been a song that I listen to when uh, heading into the ballpark. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's out there. I don't know. What do you got, Buzz? Uh, I definitely think like it's uh, Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin. I just think that's such a badass song that I would have added on there, you know, because after like long, you know, away, st- you know, away games or whatever, and then you come back, it's been a long time since I rock and roll. You know, I could just see us all <laughs> fucking dancing to that and just getting drunk to it. That's definitely my favorite song on there for me is off actually volume one of the ballpark mix is Walk It Like I Talk It. And the just the reason is because how Tim's swag was after all that shit. 
Yeah. I think that's badass. And then Nani, <laughs> you're gonna have to it makes me it makes me proud as a father, but also halfway worried. What's Ren's favorite song on there? I know it's Biggie, but I can't remember the name oh, of the it's song. Old, old thing back, the Matoma remix. Yes. I mean yeah. you you've you've been here when Ren has gotten down to that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She loves that shit. So like that that's probably one of my favorite ones. But yeah, I definitely think yeah. that Zeppelin rock and roll should be on there, um, for sure. And uh, you know, I don't know why, and I'm not a huge like I'm not a blow away fan of this band by any means necessary, but when I think of us three going out to the fucking ballpark, I there's one like when all this shit is over, there's one song I think of. And <laughs> for whatever reason, it's Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. Like, you oh, know, yeah, because that's another good one. I'm, yeah. finally, I'm finally getting some fuck. You, you know, hear like, that it's at the like ballpark you're literally... every now and then. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, you hear that oh, yeah, at, yeah. over the yeah. ballpark speakers every now and then. Right. It's like, it finally feels like someone's hitting me with, like, you know, like fucking like uh, electrodes, man, and putting it in that shit into my heart. Like, you know, hey, kicks, you know, it's time to go back to the ballpark. It's time to get fucking hot and heavy. And, like, I, I've been thinking about that song a lot. So, yeah, that was the for only sure. ones I got, though. Yeah, no, good additions, guys. Um, another one, it was in there, but uh, I just have to reiterate the importance of Start Me Up. Yeah, um, I was going to go to you know, that. Coming <laughs> back, to, you know, um, the, obviously the Windows 98 launch makes for a great meme video that we use and then duplicated uh, in Lot B. So, I mean, that that was, that was one was on there. And I always remember that, guys. Um, I put it in the article, but I think Rock and Roll uh, for Led Zeppelin, uh, Buzz, this one fits in there, too. Back, you know, the old pregame shows uh, on White Sox radio, uh, all those ones just take me back. Well, Start Me Up and Rock and Roll by Zeppelin, um, just because of their intros and how they're structured as songs, um, they would use those, you know, for the White Sox pregame shows. And Mm -hmm. I had said it in the article, but man, that takes me back to 2002. Um, I just got done with baseball practice. I'm jumping in my dad's car, you know, the White Sox radio pregames on start me up or rock and roll by Led Zeppelin fades in then out. And then it's the Jerry Manuel show for the, whatever five minutes that they were on it. And then they're getting into the pregame. Um, man, that's just what it reminds me of. And, uh, so if you want to, you know, some good memories, good vibes, um, on that, you can go and check out these songs that give White Sox fans chills. Um, on on tapsportsnet.com i wrote that article and then there's a playlist embedded in there too um a white Sox one kind of one that i started with Sox and 35th and obviously we use it at our on tap tailgates is in addition to all the ballpark mixes that i have there so um those are good suggestions guys i just want to do um throw that out there for all those um to see if you guys had any other suggestions most of the ones that you said uh are on that playlist too so um that's just my fun stuff topic for the week here. Uh, let's get into our regular ones. Meatball takes. Anyone got them? No meatball takes here. Um, I, I didn't really see any. I know that there was some Hawks meatball takes that were out there on Twitter, but uh, we'll save that for, for Four Feathers. I don't got anything uh, particularly specific to the White Sox in the meatball take arena right now. I, I don't either. I had one for the Bulls, but that's going to be on the next Bulls on tap when that drops with uh, Bulls scripted and I. Nani. I know you said you were watching that shit tonight. I think it's I think it's about time for your first appearance sometime this week on Bulls on Tap so we can talk about yep. this new uh, you know, the the last dance that's premiering. I have no socks meatball takes, but I do have a question. I do have a question. Tony, let me see your haircut, please. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Look at there it with it the beard. Do it. Take it off. One more time. One more oh, time. Yeah. I'm, gonna talk, I'm gonna talk during it. I like it with the beard, bud. You're yeah. looking good. Yeah. You're looking fucking good. Thank man. you. Thank I'm you. telling I'll you that right up. now. I'll keep it's it off. Be, 
Not even being a dick. I like the short did, hair with your beard being long. You look good, you, brother. So did you go somewhere? You got like an underground barber or is that done uh, DIY at home? This was done DIY. I had a little help from Jen. But uh, I woke up this morning. I'm like, get, get fucking rid of this hair. Um, so I mean, yeah. I just had to do it. No, it looks fine. I've seen some botch jobs. That one actually doesn't look bad. But, um, <laughs> seriously, I mean, you just not, see that's why he wanted. That's why he forward. wanted me to. That's why he wanted me to, to, to take the hat off because he thought it was all botched up. I did. I, I thought it was fucked up. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, o- over here, just while we're on the haircut stuff, I'm on the uh, corn flow. Um, I'm letting it roll. Uh, hockey flow. Uh, that's what's going to be until any of this is over. Forward. I'm letting it go until then. It's happening. So that's um, what I'm rocking with right now, boys. It's all long. It's coming back. I got a ponytail on the back right now. Or back. I'm going to donate it. As soon as it's yeah. long enough, we're donating it again. I, I do have one meatball take that I'll get to. Um, and it's more for me personally, but it does relate to sports and the White Sox here in a little, uh, in a way. Um, I still can't get into, and I've talked about this with Tony, and maybe, you know, I'm not that like huge into like video games, but I can't get into watching the Twitch streams yet. I, mean, I think maybe I will the longer this thing goes on. Um, but I can't get into watching other people play video games, like going and like watching it live. Like I said, I can see the clips when they're posted on social media, but I've never just felt the desire to go and, and watch, even if Giolito's, you know, calling one with Benetti on. I very well could have, because I wasn't doing anything else uh, on Friday night, but instead I just kind of, you know, uh, played some games on the computer and, uh, you know, watched White Sox rewind in the background and was listening to some music so and drinking some beer. So I, I preferred that instead. So may, maybe that's a little bit of the... Uh, infamiliarity uh you know not as frequent on the video games there but i still can't get into it and i it asked tony i was like dude you know, like you said your kids were like watching like twitch like streams like one day and it's like people actually do that and this is like before you know covid oh, anything yeah. lockdown yeah he's like oh yeah it's big it's like okay well this is like new to me obviously we didn't have that shit growing up um i just think it's a little weird i think it's kind of a waste of time right now but like i said maybe i'll do it if there's something exciting like say they have playoffs for that players league if giolito's in it maybe i'll do that just to feel something for once in the first like month (laughs) yeah i'm not a huge video game stream watching guy i you know i'm really not like the only time you'll catch me watching something about video games is if i need to learn how to throw a pitch or i need to learn how to beat a level or whatever on youtube right but i mean with Giolito, who's actually a play, like that's why I've been tuning in. And even when Zach Levine played DeAndre Ayton about a week ago in that 2K open tourney, yeah, I was watching a video game, but it was you know it was the players that are on the team, and it was just something to kind of do, you know. Um, like I said, I'm sure I'm sure I will get into it, but it's just something that I haven't yet. So I, you know, I would I, like what I'm saying is I wouldn't blame you if you didn't get into it because it, it can be like. Like I could just go do this myself. You know what I'm saying? Like it could it could be like that. But I mean, you know, it could. It's also, on one hand, it's kind of cool just because, like I said, you know, you kind of feel like, okay, well, my team is kind of playing, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. It is, yeah. You know. It's all we have right now. So, that's <clears throat> where it's at. Um, all right. Any foil hat time? Uh, you guys come up with any crazy theories over the past couple of weeks? Uh, COVID was created because the White Sox were filing and be good. I think we're going to stick with that one. Yeah. Over and yeah. over and over again. <laughs> I just jumped off that. Uh, the going back to my that's a White Sox topic there. Uh, that's what I wanted. The division, yeah, I was hinting. The division realignment was uh, posted as such, just to screw over the White Sox. So there's there's yeah. my tinfoil that time. Um, all right, uh, shout outs, son. We're getting down to the end here. Shout outs for this week, guys. Uh, shout outs for this week. For, well, for the first shout out, I guess uh, I'll take this one. 
Uh, something we haven't touched on yet. Uh, shout out to everybody who's ever listened to this show, whether it be post game show, Sunday fun days, anything. We just recently crossed our first year uh, together at OnTap Sportsnet, and as this show, Socks on Tap, the first episode was recorded uh, back last April fifteenth. Uh, it was the first Socks on Tap show. So shout out to anybody and everybody who's listened to the show, interacted with the show, tuned in. Um, rated, reviewed, everything. Uh, just a thank you out to everybody who's been a part of this. Um, uh, whether you're on the mic, uh, guest on the mic, uh, a listener, somebody that writes for us, everybody who's made this possible, that, that's where my shout-out goes. That was beautiful. Um, I don't want to go the same route, so I, just wanna, I, I do want to echo that, though. To anybody that's come on the podcast and been a part of what we do here on Tap Sports Set, the one year that we've been in existence is cool. People that hate on it, my middle fingers are up. Uh, but I want to do, I, I do want to pick out one guy in particular to, you know, because I've done, you know, throughout the shout outs, I've always picked some people to do, and this guy I have not picked yet. Um, and forgive me, I'm trying to find his handle. I know his name. I know his name. His name is Juan but I would like to find his damn handle. Is it there. Bears Fanatico? I think that's it. Yes, it is. It's Bears Fanatico 1984. Juan is a cool dude, man. He loves he loves the Bulls. He loves the Sox. He loves the Bears. He loves the Blackhawks. Like, those are his teams, which are all of my teams, you know, which is pretty cool. Dude likes to crack them. He loves to interact with us on Twitter. Uh, you know, he, he's a good dude. He actually posted a video earlier today. He's actually, I think he might be at home because he normally lives in Wisconsin, but he, I think he's at home right now. But he was on the south side of Chicago eating some buffalo wings and rings, like, you know, a couple blocks away from the stadium, from the G-rate. So I wanted to give Juan a quick shout-out real quick. He's, he, you know, he seems like a really cool dude, likes to crack some beers, and uh, he loves the socks, man. So, you know. Seems to be a good follow. Seems to be a good person. So he's he's my shout out this week. All right, uh, my shout out um, is for a White Sox player uh, and a significant other, Evan Marshall and his wife. Um, first of all, it was Evan Marshall's birthday yesterday. Um, we were big fans of Evan Marshall on the show. Um, we prayed praised him plenty uh, over this past year for his work, kind of being that dark horse guy that you didn't really expect to be in his spring train, come and step up and be one of the most reliable relievers. So um, I put out a tweet from Sox on tap yesterday. It said, in this house, you know, that whole format, we celebrate Evan Marshall's birthday. And uh, his wife, Ellie Marshall, she gave it a retweet for us. So oh, um, yeah. it was cool. It was cool uh, just to see that. And uh, I love Evan Marshall. And I hope he's around for, you know, he's signed through this year if we do have a year or whatever um, of the season. But uh, I, I love the guy and I hope he can keep it up um, because it was joy watching him last year. And he felt safe when he would come into the game uh, for the most part. So um, shout out to Evan Marshall and his wife. Nice. Like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, guys, um, you guys had mentioned the one-year anniversary. We had a nice little uh, happy hour with just on tap, guys. Um, we do want to open things up uh, to do kind of similar to what we uh, did for that opening day tailgate. Maybe a you know a, maybe it's not specifically White Sox, just kind of an on tap happy hour. So um, be on the lookout for we'll post it from Sox on tap Twitter and the main on tap Sportsnet account if we do get one of those going. Uh, maybe like a Thursday, Friday, something like that sort of thing. Um, I think that'd be fun uh, kind of reconnect with everybody because I know Berkland was asking about it. Um, Berkland, I only have the free one. Tony was the host of that meeting uh, when we did that tailgate, so we can get him on board and have it planned out ahead of time. Uh, it'll probably work a little bit better and more than a pro- impromptu one, so um, that's my last announcement. Just be on the lookout in case we post any uh, Zoom events 
party at the Zoom Tower. I'd expect there to be one this week. Just a little foreshadowing. I like foreshadowing. It's like foreplay. I dig it. <laughs> getting you excited, right? Am I getting uh, you excited over there, Buzz? You getting you a little hot are. bothered? I'm not going to lie to you, man. You kind of are, but I got the... I've been drinking too much whiskey. I got, I got, I got whiskey. Should I take my hat off again for you? Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Do it one more take time. My, take my hat yeah, off. Yeah, there it is. All right. Yeah. All right. Everybody be go, <laughs> be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SocksOnTap at ontapsportsnet. Following us on mixlr.com. Anytime we go live, you will be notified. And when we go live, it's uncensored. So you, you better be there. Uh, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever. Be sure you're uh, subscribing to that podcast, giving it a good rating and a five-star review or whatever they say. And uh, that's all I have for this week, guys. I'm, I'm going to go get another drink of Proper 12, which is legitimate Irish whiskey. Okay? And then I'm going to go throw spin kicks in my backyard. So that's all I got. Socks forever. White socks forever. White socks forever. <laughs>